Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are super blessed that you can join us and that you have taken time out of your day. Um, And to let you know that if you are a first-time listener here at Shouts of Grace, uh, we have a website for you. You can go back and you can listen to about two and a half years worth of episodes. That's probably 136 or 137 or so. And that website is shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. And if you are a return listener, we want to say thank you for your support. And always, um, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. If you are a first-time listener uh, to Shouts of Grace um, and you don't know what the program's about, basically what we do is we have conversations we have conversations about um, topics that are going on in the world, and then we take uh, Scripture, the Bible, and we apply a biblical worldview uh, to those situations. And so it's a very practical show, and so we hope that you are blessed um, by it. And also, um, typically what I do is, is I have different pastor friends from around the country that will either call in. We have a few uh, here local that will come into the studio. And today, though, I have a very good friend of mine, Miss Becky Barron. How are you? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Good. I got my coffee and I'm super excited uh, that you're here. And, and for those of you that don't know Becky, Becky is just a faithful Christian mm-hmm. sister, a faithful mom, um, did the homeschooling thing. She's got She's got three uh, beautiful kids. In fact, her her daughter is um, one of my daughter's best friends. They mm-hmm. kind of grew up together, and so we got a opportunity to see uh, to to see the Lord do a magnificent thing in in young girls and now young women, and they got families, and Amen. so um, a blessed blessed thing for sure. But um, anyway, uh, Becky, I wanted to I wanted to have you on for for really a two part series because one of the things about you is I remember years ago when we were going to a church together, um, you, you were just super passionate, not not just about knowing and learning the word, but I remember sitting in in a meeting, you wanted to teach it. Mm-hmm. You wanted other people mm-hmm. to kind of get the real no, nuts and bolts of the Bible, not not as a reference book, not as a not as kind of an encyclopedia of faith, if you will, that we just kind of take off the shelf and, you know, but actually something that that just kind of permeates their life. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I remember that initial spark. And since that time, gosh, I, it was probably must have been 12 or 13 years ago. I, I've just seen your personal ministry take off to mm-hmm. women and mm-hmm. others and uh, and others. And so um, what, what I want to do is kind of tap into that because that that's that's a passion that, that you can't you can't uh, make up. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to read a scripture and because it's something that that's, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to you as a, as a Christian, but, but there's some real power in there. And then I just kind of want to push the, the, the boat off the dock and let you kind of, kind of expand on it. But it's in Hebrews chapter four. Um, it's in verse 12 and it says, for the word of God is living and it's effective and it's sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates as far as the separation to soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And Becky, when we talk about the Bible, to some people, the Bible's very 
um, intimidating. They, mm-hmm. they don't want to open it. They That's don't want to touch it, right? Yeah. And for others, it's just a really good source of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just teach me, teaches me about morality and, mm-hmm. and, and things. But, mm-hmm. but this verse insinuates that the Word mm-hmm. of God is a lot more. So first, let me just ask you this. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a believer, you've been a believer for, gosh, over 30 years. Yes. What does the Bible mean to you? Oh, my gosh. I love my Bible. And I mean, I literally love it. I have marked it up. I highlight, I always encourage people, um, even in this day of electronics, um, that if you if you want to use your Bible on a Sunday morning, like that's in your phone, that's great. But day to day, I just want to encourage people to get a hard copy of the Bible so that you can highlight and you can um, write in it. And mine is written up. And in fact, it's it's coming completely off the binding. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to get rid of it because it has been my constant companion for the last um, 20 years, this particular Bible. And so it just when you get done with it, then you just start over. You know, there's no there's no time frame. So it is um, it is so much more than just a book to me. And I want to be able to have so much passion that people will go, oh, my gosh, maybe I ought to pick it up and read a few things. If she's so on fire about it Mm. and so crazy about it, maybe there is something to it, because the verse that you read, Steve, isn't it so personal Mm. because the thoughts and intents of the heart my gosh, yeah. that is really personal because the thing about it is I can't, what, what hit me about this verse when I was going over it, when you first gave it to me a few days ago, that the thoughts and intents of the heart, I can't judge somebody else's thoughts or somebody else's intent with the word. I only mm. can see my own. And mm. so it's like, it's this, um, it gets so deep. And I think that might be so intimidating and so scary for people, but it's because they don't know our God. Mm. Yeah. Once you know him, that's not a scary thing. You can just throw open the gates and go, oh my gosh, Lord, just do, you know, show me whatever you're going to show me and do whatever you're going to do because I can trust you. Yeah. The only way we can trust him is if we know him. And the only way to know him is to know what he says. Yeah. Amen. And you know, it says, I like what it says. It says, for the word of God is living. If you just stop there and you think, okay, these words aren't just dead words on a page. This isn't just, hey, we're tapping into antiquity here. It goes beyond that. It's saying here of itself, it's alive. And, And so tell me about that. When I say to you, the word of God is alive, what does that mean specifically? So for me, it is... Um, again, I go back to how incredibly personal it is because because I'm in the word every day and I literally not because I'm just so great and spiritual, but because that's just my routine. And so every day I get up, I have my cup of coffee and I sit down with the word and sometimes I'll read a couple of verses. Other times I'll read a couple of chapters. I, I I'm not a big fan of the read through the Bible in a year because I feel like that puts you on some kind of a time schedule. And I don't like a time schedule because although it's good to read through the Bible in a year, when I get done, I'm just going to start over. And so I just take my time and sometimes I'll get stuck on just one verse and just go over and over and over it. But 
because I'm in the word every day, it gives the opportunity for the Lord to speak to me so personally. Like right now I'm in the Psalms. And so there are certain things that are going on in my life. Well, the Lord knows when I'm going to go through those things. And so it's an extra layer of a personal contact I have with Jesus by just having a verse that I don't coincidentally come to. Mm. I mean, that's where I am in the word. And then I'm going through these things. And so for me, it is living because it um, speaks to me at different times and in different ways for where I am in my life. And and don't you love the fact that we don't have to memorize the entire thing? I mean, I've never been good at memorizing things. And so I am so thankful that the Lord wrote it down for us. So I can keep going back to it and reference it. And I don't have to memorize it. Yeah. You you know, know, here's what's interesting. Dead things and dead people don't talk. Right. Right, So so they're they're quiet. They're dead. There's no life in them. And what the Bible's saying of itself is it's alive. Yeah. And so you've said several times when God speaks to me. And, right. and so the, the the idea of being alive and active, as it says, or effective, is that it's 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 a personal word that God brings to your personal life about how and what you're doing in life, yeah. how you're living. And, and you said something yeah. I think is so true. If you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you, you could be living your life and you're praying for something, God, what, mm-hmm. what's going on? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you'll just happen right. to read something <laughs> right. in scripture right. that is alive right. and it speaks exactly right. to your situation. I remember, and I'll give you a perfect example. I remember not too long ago, I was struggling with some decisions that we had to make in the church. And, and I was just like, oh, Lord, if I make this decision, people are going to leave. And it's just like, mm-hmm. what's it going to do? Mm-hmm. And and I'm in my prayer closet. Mm-hmm. And as I say, because and I've always said, you know, well, our, our church is God's church. It's not our church. It's not my church. It's God's church. Right. Those are mm-hmm. those are words every pastor has to say. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then yep. what happens is I get in a situation where I have to make a decision and people are going to leave. And so I'm like, Lord, right. what if the church folds? Right. And sure enough, right. God comes to me alive and well and simply says to me through his word and what is that to you amen what is that to you if it's really my church what is that to you right and so i love the fact that god's word is active it's alive it meets us where we're at it brings a a, a word to our situation to our heart to our concern to our anxiety in in a moment and it's just boom but then it says something else becky it says it says it's not only is it active and it's alive but it's sharp and it's not just sharp it's a sharper than a two-edged sword not a one-edged sword not like a knife we pull out of our drawer and only cuts on one side but the word of god cuts on both sides Mm -hmm. meaning that when we put it into our lives it does two things at once right for me i've always looked at that as it both convicts and restores. Mm. It, it's a double-edged sword. It brings conviction on one side, right. but it doesn't mm-hmm. leave me with conviction. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't bring mm-hmm. me condemnation, mm-hmm. but it brings restoration mm. too. Talk about that personally in your life as you've seen God's word both convict you of something, but at the same time not leave you in a place of desperation, but actually brings healing at the same time, because it does both. Oh, it for sure does both. And that's that's one reason we don't have to be scared of it, right? Because the Lord's not going to leave us dangling out there with just, um, oh, you're terrible or blah, 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 whatever the enemy's telling us in our minds. He's not just going to leave us hanging out there. He gives us something to um, hope and, and something to grab onto. 
the other day, I it's probably been, I don't know, however many days ago, probably a week or two ago, I was, it's kind of hard to be this season of life. You're getting, you're coming into it where your your children are getting older, they're becoming adults, and it is hard to have adult children. And um, as a mom, you, my youngest is 22. So I'm, I'm done with that parenting part. That's done. All of my children are older. My oldest just turned 30. Um, you know, Kelly, my daughter just turned, um, what, 26, 25. And then Colin just turned 22. And so that part of my life is done. And for a woman who has poured her life into her children, that is this is a season of rather difficulty for me because the the mind, you know, will go all different places. Well, as I was reading a week or two ago and I was in Psalm um, 92 and it says, let's see, beginning in verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God, which I've already had marked in my Bible and go, oh, that's such a great verse. That's so neat. That's so neat. Well, I've read this verse a million times. The next verse, 14, says they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. And what a comfort that was to me because, you know what, let's just own it. We need to own our age. We're old or whatever we are, right? But whatever that is, we need to own that. But right here in the Word, in fact, this is Old Testament, guys. This is not New Testament. This is Old Testament. And the Lord says, they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Mm. Gosh, that is so much hope to me hmm. because I am in this season of life. I mean, there, there it is. Yeah. But oh my goodness, what a blessing to run onto those words. Amen. And you talk about living and active and Amen. powerful. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I've gone back to that so many times over the last week or so yeah. and just gone, that's right. That's, that's right. awesome. That's Yay. awesome. I love Yay. it. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We will be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. I am in studio today with Becky Barron, a good friend of mine over the years. Um, and we were just talking about the um, just the practical use of God's Word and how it's alive and it's active. And before the break, Becky, we were just talking about this idea of of, of God's word, not just being effective, but being a double-edged sword. It, it goes into our, it says here, into our soul, and it cuts both ways. It it, it both divides our thoughts, it says, it, 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 it convicts, but on the other hand, it heals, right? If all we had was something that just convicted us and told us how miserable and bad we were, how, 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 you know, how invested would we be in going to something that just <laughs> let us know what we already know, how yeah. we experience every day? Hey, Amen. you're really bad at this thing <laughs> called being a Christian. Yeah. But, but it has another side to it, and it's a side of, of healing. It's a side that draws us close to Christ. And so um, I'm, I'm super blessed by that. It says, it says that you started off the program talking a little bit about this. It penetrates as far as the separation of the soul and the spirit. The word soul there is where we get our, is where we get our English word psyche or our mm. mind. In mm. other words, the word of God mm. gets into our head, yeah. right? It, yeah. it gets into our mind. And, and I can't, I'll tell you what, I, I can't think of a, you know, we're, we're, we're pre-recording this on inauguration day. 
And I, I can't think of a better time to apply God's word because Amen. in my head, Amen. I have a lot of turmoil and a lot of concern. And so when I bring God's word in, mm-hmm. let me give you a practical example. When Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world, if it mm-hmm. were, my servants mm-hmm. would fight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so there's mm-hmm. something about mm-hmm. the word of God that gives me instruction to my mind, right? We're told in 2 mm-hmm. Corinthians that that were to take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. And the reason is mm-hmm. because if you reverse engineer what's said there, strongholds were arguments and arguments started with a thought. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Becky, talk about the part of, you know, in your own personal life, the need to take the word of God and apply it to the way you think and Mm. the way it's not just how to act, right? Mm -hmm. Well, don't do this and don't do that. Right. But we got to actually put it inside the head. Right. 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 Why is that so important for a Christian? I tell you what, right now in our culture, um, the do not fear versus keep coming back to me because my goodness, we can't fear. We cannot fear these people who don't know the Lord, whoever they are that walk around near us every day have a lot to fear, whether it's COVID or whatever it is. I don't know what people fear a lot. They, they fear a lot, the church and then individually we need to not fear. Well, the way that I don't fear is to be in the word. And I just think that that keeps coming back to my mind is, you know, I, I we, this has got to be a time when we are not talking about fear, where we are not portraying that we're fearful. We have got to be hopeful because the world needs the hope. And there has to be some place to turn because we cannot rely on our government. We cannot rely on anything. Really, we don't know what truth is, except here in the printed word of God. That's it. That's the only thing that we can rely on right now. And I think um, just not fearing that to change your mindset, to use the word to change your mindset and get out of that fearing, I just think is so incredibly important right now. And and frankly, Steve, for you and I, we have got to pass that along to the generation behind us. Yeah, you know, I I find it I find a certain irony in you know a lot of the church today is sitting back and looking yes. at the upcoming church yeah. and blaming them for taking stance, moral stance, social stance, and yeah. wondering how in the world could you call yourself a Christian yeah. and do that. But here, here's what I I find the irony is is that Becky, we were responsible for yeah. discipling the generation yeah. that's coming up, yeah. and so for us to look at the 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 uh, well, I guess you could say the product of our discipleship yeah. and then to assume no responsibility right. for who's coming up I I just think we need to kind of relook at that and we you think you you had a great point is passing passing this legacy of of what Christ has done for us onto the next generation and 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 here's what we find you know scripture says and talking about the mind in Romans 12 1 it says don't be conformed to the world right mm-hmm but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? And so scripture has the capacity and the ability, the power to transform the mind that keeps us from conforming ourselves to the world. And if the the church is conforming itself to the world, then it's kind of saying that power that keeps us from that isn't super prevalent in people's life. In other words, scripture doesn't have 
that leverage in their life. They don't believe the Bible. I was just talking to a, a young 22-year-old 20, girl, you know, a couple couple months ago who was a friend of my daughter's in California who's who's gone to Christian school. She's, yeah. She goes to Christian church. She yeah. leads in her church. And she's like, well, you really can't trust the Bible and everything that it says. Mm. And, and, and it broke my heart when yeah. I heard that because I thought, where did we go wrong? Right. Did we go wrong in the pulpit? Did we go wrong in the home? Right. Something happened because this isn't just an isolated idea. Agreed. This is a generation that is coming up. We're watching them curse their father and mother. Right. Their, their tongues are like swords and they have a form of godliness and they deny the power thereof. And I'm partly responsible because the the magnitude and the magnificence and the glory of the word of God that transforms a person's mind was never really put in their life the way it was supposed to. So mm -hmm. personal question, as a mom, how did you do that? How how did you, because your kids love the Lord, every one of them are serving God. How did you personally do that to instill the value of God's word, uncompromising into their hearts and lives? You know, I have been asked that before, and I... I feel humbled by it because I hope, you know, you never know. You have to carry on till the end, right? And your legacy, you got to just keep going because your legacy doesn't end until you're not uh, ready to write God. a parenting e book. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not because, you know, you, you just never know. I, my, my goal was that my kids would love the Lord and that they would love his word. And I think that I, I mean, I hope that they saw me in it every day. I hope that that developed something in them. Um, I, you know, one thing, I am really excited about the next generation because I feel like they are not afraid to try things. Hmm. And I think that that is one thing you can say about the millennials that is incredible. Yeah. Um, I think they if if something doesn't work, anything, I mean, whether, you know, whatever it is, anything, if it doesn't work, they are not afraid to try something new. That's right. And I absolutely adore that in this next generation. Yeah. I think it has it breathes life into everything, frankly. And yeah. I think it, it can breathe life into the church too. I, the church that we attend right now has a young pastor and, um, my oldest son is our worship leader. And so we have, we have relatively young leaders. They, these guys aren't just kids, but you know, in, in their early thirties. And it is amazing that, um, they're just, they, they breathe life. They breathe life into things. And so for my kids, I hope what they remember about me was that I was in the word. In fact, my, my youngest son makes fun of me all the time because I constantly have, oh, this reminds me of a verse. And then I'll write something <laughs> about it. And so he makes fun of me constantly about that. But I hope that's what that they, they've taken away from my life is that Oh my gosh, mom, you know, was in the word and she was there every morning and she was consistent in being in the word. Did I constantly, you know, do everything right? No way, right. no right. way did I do that. But maybe, hopefully they will remember that I was in yeah. the word every day and that I was consistent in my walk with Jesus. Amen. Um, you know, so I, I pray that that, you know, ends up being my legacy. Amen. Amen. And and I totally 100% reject what I hear from a lot of people about this generation kind Agreed. of casting it aside Agreed. and thinking it's like they, they were born for such a time as this. There is an Agreed. end time generation Agreed. that makes up the church yeah. that frankly um, doesn't love their life unto death, right. you know, or that loves. Right. So, right. so, so the whole point is I believe God, God works the same there. Um, we're almost out of time for, for this episode for part one, and then we're going to, we're going to jump into part two okay. um, ne next week. But for those of you that are listening, 
and, and maybe you've kind of been told you grew up in some sort of religious context mm-hmm. where the Bible really wasn't taught or you mm-hmm. said, you know, you were told you really couldn't trust it mm-hmm. or, you know, it, it's been interpreted so many different times. Who knows? It's just man's words. Um, I, I hope this has been an encouragement to you mm-hmm. that, that God says of his word in his word that it is alive and it's active. And if mm-hmm. you'll take it and you'll apply it to your life, um, that your life will be different. And the first thing would be um, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Amen. because in Christ there's no condemnation for sin. And so if you've never done that, uh, we hope you'd consider um, surrendering your life to Jesus so he can give you his righteousness and take your sin. Amen. Hey, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace, but we hope you tune in to part two next week as we continue um, this conversation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.